When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome back to Jamie All Over. It's so good to be back with you all. I took a break last week and I also took a break when I was in Mexico. Sometimes we need to take a break in life. There's this myth that you will fail if it's not consistent as far as creating content. I hear YouTubers talking all the time that they always felt this pressure to put out constant videos or else they think if they skip a week, no one is gonna care anymore. They never really give themselves the permission to take time for themselves and then they burn out. They can't sustain it. I do apologize if you wondered where I was. I got a lot of very sweet DMs of people saying they missed the podcast, checking in on me to make sure I'm okay. And to be perfectly honest, I'm not okay. But I don't quite know how to put into words what I am feeling lately. My birthday just passed. I know a lot of times with birthdays, I reflect on a lot. And I think that's been part of it big time. I also think that I've taken a few trips lately, Mexico, Arizona, just got back from Carlsbad. Nothing, you know, too crazy or too far across the world, but still things that took me out of my typical environment, which usually makes you see things from a new perspective. It kind of goes back to that theory that you can't see the trees from the forest. Once you physically get out of the forest, you can see all of the trees. I just said that wrong, the forest from the trees. Am I confusing everyone like I'm confusing myself? But you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean, I'm sure. I think I'm typically very self-reflective regardless, but I've just been feeling differently about things and I don't have anything planned for today. So I'm kind of just going to word vomit if that's okay with you. Apparently Monday is the best day to put out podcasts and I'm not sure why, but people in the business told me this. So I kept it at Monday, even though from the beginning I said, I think I want to switch my day to Tuesday. Reason being is because if it's due Monday, and I'm working every Saturday and Sunday on the podcast, which means I'm stuck in my room, not going outside. And those are the only two days Ivy has off. Those are the only two days a lot of people in my life have off who work Monday to Friday jobs. I want time for my family. I want time for Ivy. My daughter is saying, do you want to do something today? It's my day off. And I'm like, I can't. I have to edit. So I'm just doing that because that's what I want to do. And I'm not going to listen to people who tell me not to do it anymore. So that's update number one. As you know, I have mentioned the last few episodes that I did start trauma therapy, but I blew up on a couple of people. So I did put it on pause and I haven't started up again, which I really need to do. But it was weird. It was just like, even just now, I had to fight a fit of rage and to not throw my laptop and to not scream 
And it was all just because I'm trying to record this from home and my neighbor's dog was barking consistently for about 30 minutes as I'm sitting here waiting to start. And then it got my dog barking. And I was just like, why is this the time that the whole neighborhood of dogs decides to go crazy when I'm trying to record a podcast and I need silence? And I had to calm myself down. And I was literally sitting here saying, serenity now, serenity now. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever seen the Seinfeld episode. What happened to you, pal? Joey Sanfino and some of the neighborhood kids, they ambushed me with a box of great A's. Are you all right? Oh, no, I'm fine, fine. Serenity now. Serenity now, serenity now. So you're using Frank's relaxation method? Jerry, the anger, it just melts right off. Serenity now. Hey, what happened to you? Serenity. Serenity now thing doesn't work. Just bottles up the anger and then eventually you blow. What are you in the... You were in the nut house. What do you think put me there? I heard they found a family in your freezer. Serenity now. Insanity later. But that's how I felt. And I haven't been like this in such a long time. Like, I definitely grew up having a temper. And if something would set me off, be careful. Don't be around me. Since moving to California, I've really, really worked on that. I know... Something that I need to work on and fix about myself is that I don't have patience. But aside from that, once I'm pushed to my limit, I have this rage. And I think with this trauma therapy, it's kind of like I took the lid off by talking about it all again. So I'm just not really able to regulate my emotions very well the past month or so. And I don't even think that's a terrible thing because it's Yes, I shouldn't be blowing up on my brother or getting in fights with people. Absolutely. I'm an adult. Like, that's absolutely no way to behave. However, it's also allowing me to see and feel things in a different way where I may have been numb to it or blind to it before. And I think one of those things is just about this whole idea of reciprocation from relationships and situations that I put my effort and time and energy into and really reassessing who and what is giving it back to me. And it's a fine balance because obviously we don't want to do things in order just to get things in return. That's insincere. However, we also don't want to just be giving and giving of ourselves and depleting ourselves when no one is kind of filling back into us. And that's self-care. And that is really important to have. And that's self-respect as well. I've been reevaluating a lot of things in my life. I'll go so far as to say even the pop culture discussions that I have on this podcast, I've been saying to myself, in the grand scheme of life, none of that is important. And, you know, and I'm seeing all of this tragedy and people are hurting out there and the economy is just in the fucking gutter. And I'm in these situations And I look around and I'm like, none of this is important. These things that people think are so cool that they want to show off, none of it's important. And then again, it goes back to balance because it's like, good for those people that have those things if that's what they want in life. Good for them for succeeding with whatever it is that they wanted. But also I'm just like, part of me wants to feel bad for them to think that those things are important. 
But then I think, wait, I'm judging other people. I shouldn't do that. Everyone has their own path. There was a time in my early 20s when I was in New York City. My boyfriend and I were doing really well in our our young 20s in, in the city. And there were private jets and yachts and trips to five-star resorts. God, I remember one time we went to the Ritz in St. Thomas, and the two of us had the nerve to be like, this is not up to our standards. Why does the restaurant close at 8 p.m.? Why are there plastic chairs <laughs> in this restaurant? And like thinking back, that's disgusting. But I was young, and I guess, you know, we all go through these phases of life, finding out what's important and what isn't. I've had a lot, and I've had a little, and it's definitely more comfortable to have a lot. But I also know that none of those things, once it's stripped away, none of those make you who you are. You're still left with yourself, so you better like yourself. Kind of like what I've been seeing going on around me is just that. I'm like seeing people that appear to put their personality into the things that they have or their importance into that. But everyone will learn in time. It's not my path to judge anyone. And again, it's like good for people who are quote unquote successful in the things that they want to be successful in. I think, and again, I'm hesitant to talk about it because I think I'm just word vomiting here and I'm not really sure if I'm making sense, but I've had the urge to just leave California and just go like live a simple life, take out my hair extensions, take off the fake nails, stop wearing makeup, stop bleaching my hair, stop with the Botox, which I actually have stopped and I'm way overdue, and just wear simple, flowy, loose-fitting clothing and not worry about what I look like in the slightest bit and put zero energy into the exterior and just focus more on a simple, spiritual life. Money is always a constant in this life. We always have to first figure out how do we put food on the table? How do we have a place to live? And then I just get into these existential ideas and I'm just like, this isn't how humans are meant to live, to go to work, to work so hard, work to your 60s until you can then retire and then you enjoy your life. And it's just the whole thing is just really sad to me. And I've just been Thinking of all these thoughts, which aren't, you know, new to me. Obviously, I've had these thoughts my whole life, but it's kind of like they're now coming at me all at once. This life that I've built, there's so much of it that's not important. Or not even that I've built, just that I'm around. Energy that I'm sharing. I went to a Labor Day party in Orange County, close by my house. Several of my friends attended. It just got me thinking that I've lived in Orange County for so many years this is not to shit on my friends in any way, but I don't think any one of my friends from LA has ever said to me, I want to see you. You always come to us. Let's plan something that's convenient for you. You're a single mom. You know, like you shouldn't always have to be coming out to us. Not once has anyone ever said that to me. So here I am at this party with a new friend where everyone from LA came down. And again, I'm not shitting on anybody because in their defense, I'm not even sure I've ever invited anyone, but it's just also like no one's ever thought to do it or offered. And it's funny because (laughs) one of my friends who I love was complaining about the traffic driving back to L.A. Took this person like three hours to get back home because of the traffic And I was like, oh, well, now you see what I go through on a weekly basis just to, like, see all of you. (laughs) It's no fault of anyone's that they can't be considerate or empathetic 
of a situation that they've never been in before. But I'm like, well, now that you know, you know, maybe you'll see the effort that I always have been putting in for years to make sure that I see everybody, you know, and then there was my birthday. And it's just like, yeah, on my birthdays, I know that I have to plan something in L.A. Because if I plan it here, I don't think anyone will come. But then I see them go to this other person's house who they're not really friends with or they're new friends with. But it's a beautiful house with a beautiful view. And then it makes me spiral. And I'm just like, oh, so now I need things for people to care or to be considerate. And then it makes me spiral more thinking like people have their priorities all screwed up. But then it makes me wonder, am I completely out of line? And is my thinking just screwed up right now because of everything that I'm going through? Maybe everything is just out of proportion. But I've had the thought that I need to take a step back from everything that doesn't reciprocate in the way that I do. And I've just been thinking lately, like, nobody cares. Nobody truly cares. I love everyone in my life. And it's not their job to make sure that I feel cared for, you know? This is my thing that I need to work on. But I just haven't been that great the past few weeks, I guess. And I even thought about stopping doing the podcast. And then I got a DM from someone telling me that because of things that I've said, she changed her life. And she became vegan. And Obviously, I'm not on a quest to turn every single listener vegan, but just the thought of all the animals saved from that one act, from that one person, because of something I said, that is making a difference in so many animal lives and hopefully that listener's life and who knows who else. But I do get those DMs. And even if it's not about going vegan, it's about someone who decided to write a book and she just put out her second book now or someone who decided to quit their job that they hate and look for something new that they are excited about but then it's like I'm not perfect and I don't know if I'm someone anyone needs to be listening to I'm not the epitome of perfection you know I'm still figuring things out and as this birthday passes it's like oh I should have things figured out by now shouldn't I and we all put these like expectations on ourselves based on how many years we've been on this planet and we're behind schedule on this like false societal pressure of the timeline we're all supposed to be on but I think we all need to be brave and courageous and say that we don't need to be on that timeline and it's never too late to start something new or to reinvent yourself or to pick a new path. But then I think, how much longer can I do this? Is life just always going to be about refiguring things out and reassessing? And part of me wants to just be settled and satisfied. But I don't know if that's part of life. I saw a movie last night. I don't even remember the name of it. It was with Michelle Williams and this really hot guy, and that's why I watched it. He's the hot guy who's in the Mrs. Maisel one, who is the other comedian. I can't think of his name, but anyway. He did this movie with Michelle Williams, and she was married to Seth Rogen, and the hot guy was her neighbor. They met on a plane ride home and then realized that they were neighbors. Take this waltz, something like that. And Sarah, what's her name? (laughs) My mind, oh my God, you guys. Silverman, her character is an alcoholic, 
and Michelle Williams, after she left her husband to go be with the hot neighbor, Sarah Silverman, who was sober throughout part of the movie, left her kid, went on a bender, comes back, crashes the car near the house. They're all there waiting for her to get back. And she yells at Michelle Williams' character saying, yeah, you know what's wrong with me? I'm an alcoholic. This is what I do. But you're worse because you're going crazy trying to fill this void. Meaning she left her husband, who happened to be Sarah Silverman's brother. You're going crazy trying to fill this void in your life. But guess what? That never gets filled. And you can't act like a lunatic all the time trying to fill it. And I don't know if that's what I've always been doing. I don't know what I'm doing. But maybe none of us do. Do they? I don't know. Is everyone else just pretending? I think I'm really confused. And I'm just trying to figure things out right now. What's important? What I think isn't important? And is that actually true or not? This desire that I'm feeling to just disappear from the world. Where is that coming from? Maybe it's just birthday depression. I don't know if anyone else cries on their birthdays. Actually, I don't think I cried on my birthday this year. Instead, I just got a major case of depression instead. <laughs> Maybe we don't call it depression. Maybe we call it introspection, reevaluation. My birthday was actually really nice. Brett drove me to Phoenix to go to a dashboard confessional show. They were co-headlining with Andrew McMahon, who was previously of something corporate, and then Jack's mannequin, and now his band is called Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness or End the Wilderness. My favorite of the three is Jack's mannequin, and if you haven't heard his album, Everything in Transit, I think it's a perfect album front to back. Every song is amazing. He plays the piano. He's such a showman. It was an amazing show. Brett was like, oh my God, who is this person? I love Andrew McMahon now. And of course, Dashboard always puts on an amazing show. It was nice to see some of my friends in the band and who work with the band. Then the next day, Brett took me to Scottsdale, Old Town Scottsdale, because I'd never seen that. It's like a country western town, but it was just so hot. And I was admittedly a little hungover from the night before. I barely got any sleep. So it was kind of torture to be walking around in like 100 something degrees being hungover with a headache. But that meant so much to me that he would take time out to bring me to see my favorite band on my birthday. It was a good time. And then when I got back, I took Ivy and my mom and my brother, and we just took a little overnight trip. We were supposed to go to Big Bear, but there were fires, and that got canceled. So alternatively, we just went to Carlsbad which we went to a couple months back when I took her to Legoland and to see the flower fields, but she really loved it. So we went there for the night. We went to her favorite ramen place. If you're in the area, it's called Harumama Ramen, and they make these little buns of like cute little animal faces. <laughs> so she got this koala, which I think was filled with Nutella, and then she got a bunny, which is filled with strawberries, and then she got her favorite vegetarian ramen. And they have an awesome vegan dish. It's cauliflower with almonds, but it's probably the best cauliflower I've ever had. My favorite birthday was five years ago. I got a big party bus and I DJed emo night. But I kind of feel like every birthday since then has been downhill. <laughs> so this year I was like, you know what? I don't even want to plan anything. If anyone wants to come to Arizona with me, they can. Fortunately, Brett was able to. But I just didn't want to plan anything for myself. I think I'm like over it. I kind of don't want to make a big deal of it anymore. And then I saw Grant Bunn, an old friend of mine. He was on the 
bachelorette, I think. We met up again in Stagecoach. We bumped into each other online for the bar. So we've been keeping in touch. And he posted something about Ellen DeGeneres, and she was crying, and she was giving a monologue about celebrating birthdays and making sure that we do because we never know if it's going to be our last. And I'm just like, oh, God, Ellen, like, here I am trying to not make a big deal of it. Now I'm seeing this. Yesterday was supposed to be a celebratory day. And um, then we got tragic news about Kobe Bryant. And everything changed in a second. And mm, that's what I want to talk about. Life is short, and it's fragile. And we don't know how many birthdays we have. So just we don't want to have a birthday to celebrate. Just celebrate life. And if you haven't told someone you love them, do it now. Do it. Tell people you love them. Call your friends. Text your friends. Hug them. Kiss them. That's something I'm very familiar with is you never know when it's going to be the last time you see someone or tell them you love them. So it's definitely something I always keep in mind anyway. So maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be specific to birthdays. And I think anyone that's lost anyone close to them feels the same way. It's one of the few gifts that we get when we do lose people. Those of us that know what that's like, we also know how life and time can be unpredictable. And it's the small moments that mean everything. I don't know if I've said anything or if this was just a jumble of words. I will say one last thing. I have that Instagram group of women who I met through podcasting, and they all put together this beautiful video message. I think I had mentioned this on a previous episode along with the bracelet that they sent me, but just want to say again, like, it was so nice and it was so appreciated, but it makes me feel like I'll let you down. And it's scary for people to think so highly of you because with that, I feel like comes responsibility to be the best I can be for you. But I feel like I haven't been my best the past few weeks. But if anything, I hope this gives you permission to not be your best when you can't be either. And I hope it gives you permission to take time away or to say no or to not be a people pleaser or to put yourself first. Or if you know that doing something is going to hurt you, even though you don't want to hurt other people by saying no, put yourself first and say no. And the people that matter, they'll understand. And I hope you have people that reach out to you and ask you how you're doing, ask you how your day was. And I also hope that you do that for other people. Just a little reminder, everyone in your life that you're grateful for, that you care about, or even someone that may have dropped off a little bit, check in on them. Tell them how much you love them. And I love you. I'll be back next week. <laughs>